Bill, this guy walks into a bar, and uh, the bartender says, hey, you know, where are you from? And the guy says, I'm from Oklahoma. And the bartender's like, oh, yeah, uh, what part? Well, all of me, I guess. <laughs> Especially that dialect. It's not quite Western, not quite Southern, not quite Northern, you know. That was a pretty bad joke, wasn't it? All of me. All of me from I Oklahoma. I guess all of me yeah. is from Oklahoma. Here's, here's something interesting. It's so bad I'm repeating it. And I don't know why this is, Sean. I was born in Arkansas. I lived in Oklahoma for a few months, was raised mostly in New Mexico. I don't, I've never, and I like Oklahoma mostly except for the, you know some politics but oh, yeah. but but I've never claimed Oklahoma as my home state and I don't know why hmm. I need to start claiming I it I think you probably know why I think I maybe know why but I'm a, <laughs> I'm trying to claim her I'm trying you know, it's yeah. hard to right now with Ryan Walters you oh. know <laughs> you did see the me- me. you did see the meme where LeVar Burton the LeVar Burton meme, you Reading know, Rainbow. He says, it, good morning and happy, you know, whatever. Yeah. Happy day to everyone except, except Ryan Walters. If you, make, <laughs> if you make Reading Rainbow guy mad, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Butterfly in the sky, I can fly twice as high. I'm not going to sing anymore because I don't want to be sued for liability. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, here we are in we are. Oklahoma. It's yeah. a state of many things, good and bad. It's a plethora of... Uh, it's a bubbling cauldron of issues. <laughs> How about that? There's a lead. There you go. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome, yes. Wacky Poem Live. Yeah. What number? 90. 90. Nine zero. Ooh. Episode 90. Yes, that's, we that's will high. have to start planning something to celebrate 100. Yes. Pretty soon. Absolutely. And so we come to you from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry in Locust Grove, northeastern Oklahoma. And... Um, we're just, you know, happy to have we are, you. We are happy. We're happy to have you anytime. Tens, tens and tens of listeners. Yeah, tens and tens. And uh, we discuss poetry, sort of, mm-hmm. and um, we try to be funny, mm-hmm. and sometimes well, we are, and sometimes we're not. But what, but what I find interesting is even when we're not, we think we are. So in our minds, we never know. I think I'm hilarious. And, yeah, you're hilarious. And, I tend to fall flat. Not always. No, oh, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> and I, but when I listen back and I'm like, oh, okay, that was funny. Oh, I didn't even hear him say that. We were like, oh, that's good. You know, never know what right. I'm going to come up with. So we usually talk about something going on here in the museum, a poem in here. And um, sometimes not, like today. It is July 14th when we're recording, and it is the birthday of one of Oklahoma's most famous people ever, Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie. Yeah. You know, anyone, anyone with the last name of Guthrie's got to be okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is true, Mr. Guthrie. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you've said your name last name on here in quite a while. Really? It's Bill yes, Guthrie. Yes, I'm Sean Perkins. And I'm Bill Guthrie. Yeah. True, true story. <laughs> Just like Woody. Same spelling and everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. you really need to look into that genealogy, Bill. You really I don't do. know if I can handle the fame and stardom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there may be a connection. There are. We've already just discussed. There, right. are, there are some links there and have to do with Adair County. Yeah, and, and, and guitars and Stillwell and, and Okima and Strawberry Fields. Yeah. And, right. Mm-hmm. 
So we are going to to talk about Woody Guthrie, the poet of the people, and uh, some of his songs and some poetry and uh, some poetic singers and some poets who are poets and <laughs> yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah. And this weekend, actually starting today, or it might have started last night, I'm not sure, is the annual Woody, um, Woody Guthrie Folk Festival in Okima, where he was born. And I will actually be there tomorrow. And as part of a program called the Woody Guthrie Poets. That's very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Yes. I bet you look forward to that. Yes. You know. So if you're listening to this when we record or on this weekend, you still have time to get to yeah, get the to festival. Okima. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, go to woodyfest.com and you can find the schedule and all the information. Just tons of wonderful bands mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the theater down there in downtown Okima and then also out at the outdoor amphitheater pastures of plenty that's just east of town and i bet that's a colorful group of people it's a colorful eclectic yes. accepting uh, happy just, you know just really diverse yep 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 it's a good thing yeah so um so there's where we're going good yeah good. and there that's may be some, there may be some more oaky jokes thrown in there oaky and... jokes <laughs> Sounds good together. I have no Woody Guthrie jokes, but I do have some quotes. Some quotes. I don't have jokes, but I got quotes. No jokes, only quotes. <laughs> yep. Yep. So you said, I want, what do you got there? Because you said you wrote a poem. I did write a poem. Yes, and we should start with that. You know, I, I, I was very inspired by, uh, well, there's Woody, to delve into Woody is like delving into a deep ocean. It's like, where do you start? with the reefs or the deep part or whatever, or the shallow bays or whatever. But there's so much, but he inspired me because he didn't think of himself as much of a musician, apparently. No, he said, I've got a quote right here. I'm just looking at it. It says, I ain't a writer. I want that understood. I'm just a little one-cylinder guitar picker. And on that note, you, you perfect lead-in for me. <laughs> okay. Because the name of this is uh, One-Cylinder Guitar Picker. All right. One-cylinder, one-cylinder Guitar Picker. Self-proclaimed believer in the underdog, the misunderstood, maligned, and labeled. This land was his land, but it is yours and mine too. It belongs to no one and to everyone. It is borrowed and blue. It's a gift worth preserving. If he was alive today, he'd have said, feel that heat? We made it. We scorch our children and then drain the lakes, rivers, and streams that could have helped put out the fire that they've inherited from our greed. He'd have used that fire to light a torch to pass to future generations, to backburn this notion, ignite a nation, and tame the flames. Brotherhood was never a bad word. Red was never a bad color. A one-cylinder guitar picker? Maybe. But that cylinder still moves, perhaps slower now, but still firing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm getting applause from Sean Perkins. Excellent poem. Thank you. Yeah, Mr. Metaphor. Well, you're you're still going to town on the metaphors. You know. Yeah, all the fire imagery. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I must have a metaphoric brain. Yeah. I don't know. You're developing it. Okay. Yeah, you are. The one side of my brain's getting bigger. Yeah. When you when you the more you write poetry, um, the more you can develop that muscle, your metaphor muscle. I was editing to the last minute. (laughs) <laughs> the last word had to be changed, but I did. Yeah, well, yeah. and you'll probably keep editing it and keep changing it. Yeah, but I, I do feel like that in the way that he, he believed in everyone being on, on an equal playing field mm-hmm. and, and the every man getting his chance. Mm-hmm. And the way that we, I don't think he would, I think that the, um, I think that the uh, cl- climate change situation that we're experiencing today, 
he would have put that squarely back in, in our laps and said, do you realize what you're doing? You know, you're destroying future generations, uh, um, earth, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. You, and, and you can stop this, you know. When you said in your poem here that we scorch our children, drain the lakes, could help put out the fire, they inherited our greed. He used that fire to light a torch. So he's using what he knows and from a lot of it just from his own experience and from his travels and meeting all kinds of people that he was bringing what he saw to light. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is kind of what you're talking about there. And he got, you know, trouble for that. People yeah. people thought he was a rabble rouser, which he was. Mm-hmm. But if you if you think somebody is a is picking a fight or causing trouble just because they're telling you what anyone could observe with their own eyes if they were willing to, mm-hmm. you know, that's Certainly. that's a problem. Certainly. And also, did you notice that he would say use this fire, use it for good, use it to backburn. Mm-hmm. Backburns when you you, you light a you mm-hmm. light, light a line of fire to go back against the other fire yeah. and they self-extinguish. Right. That's what he did with his music. Yeah. He lit fires with his music, yeah. if you will listen. That would get rid of the old and uh, help the new to grow. Yes, because where there's fire, there's new growth, mm-hmm. where there's after, after mm-hmm. a fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because this, is, this actually goes along with something I was uh, thinking about, too, is that he was not a nostalgic writer at all. Uh, musician, songwriter, poet it was not nostalgic. Mm, I agree. Yeah, um, which is something that I could, I think you could say, of, about a lot of folk singers, which he's usually put into that category. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm thinking of that is because of a a joke that I wrote down. You know how many how many folk singers does it take to change a light bulb, Bill? Probably one cylinder. <laughs> Folks, uh, I would say two. <laughs> well, the punchline was one to change it and five to sing about how good the old one was. Okay, six. See, now that made me think, well, yeah, the folk singers, yeah, they, they can be really nostalgic in what they sing about in the times that have passed and all that. But if you if you look at the his catalog, which you can't look at it, there's over a thousand of his right. songs. But if you do, you know, you think about it, he wasn't writing about the past. He was not nostalgic for th- how things had been, you know. So he was different from, from I think, what, what we normally think of as a regular folk singer in well, that way. Yes, and also he was... Um, I don't want to use the word pacifist because that gets kind of a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. But he was very anti-gun, anti-war. Yeah. He said, I would like to see every single soldier on every single side. Just take off your helmet, unbuckle your kit, lay down your rifle, and sit down at the side of some shady lane and say, nope, I ain't going to kill nobody. Plenty of rich folks wants to fight. Give them the guns. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> Yeah. That is very true. Yeah. Yes. And he was writing that in the moment, and that is about the present. That is what something you can do right now, he was saying. And he was passionate about it. He mm-hmm. felt that. And he, you know, like when you hear something, you write it down. I bet he did the same thing. Oh, yeah. I hear, I'm writing this down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and then going back to, to what you were saying uh, in your poem, and then kind of what I paraphrased about how he would call out things and, and then would get in trouble for it, but the necessity to call out even if you get targeted for it. So I love that this is another quote from him that I really love. And and it's something he wrote about crickets. So here's the quote. Crickets don't eat houses down. Crickets just hang around to sing that the damn things have fallen down. He'll be there a long time singing about it. 
and this goes on and note there's some profanity mm-hmm. then the other bugs that really brought the house down will run off somewhere and they'll say look at that gd cricket he yeah. was there all the time he's the one getting he lives in rot and filth all the time he causes it he believes in it he spreads it around get that bastardly son of a bitch and the cricket don't want to live nowhere else he had to stay on the job and holler and sing that the house was rotten down he had to stay he had to stay. I cool? love crickets. <laughs> and that's true. Throw the blame somewhere else. Look over there. Look over there. Where it truly belongs. Where, where it Look, belongs. Go to the cause. Because mm-hmm. if you're singing about, and, you know, poets do this too, and folk singers and many songwriters, they sing about and they write about the uh, cause of a problem, not mm-hmm. just the effect. Mm-hmm. And then, but that's so much what we as a people sometimes just focus on. We focus on the effect. Mm-hmm. We focus on that stupid cricket crawling across the floor and it's causing all this trouble. Well, it wasn't the cricket's fault no, <laughs> that no. there's trouble in your house. No. It's not the poet or the musician's fault that they're telling you there's a problem. They're just shining some light on it and forcing you to see what is not comfortable. Right, which takes me back to what you were saying before we started recording mm-hmm. when you were talking about the critical race theory. It's kind of off topic, but not really. Not really. It's like, you know, if we, there are some uh, some elected officials in this state who say, you know, uh, when we talk about the Tulsa race massacre, we can talk we can talk about it. I'm quoting. Just let's leave race out of it. Let's not talk about race. And I'm thinking that's it's like let's build let's cook without heat. Um, you can't. No. And it's like uh, I think Woody would have been one of the first people to say. You fool! What are you talking about? You have to talk about the cause of the problem. Yes. You must to address it Mm -hmm. to start healing, if at all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Certainly. And you know he was remarkable because he could do that and still have something that um, carried a tune. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know that was also very lyrical and uh, and musical, and the verses in his most famous song that people have talked about that often get left out are ones that kind of go along with that theme. They, they just conveniently don't say those. You know, they, the most famous lines are re- repeated, but the, the more controversial ones are sort of right. casually brushed over here. Such as these two stanzas from This Land is Your Land. Was a big high wall there that tried to stop me. A sign was painted, said private property. But on the back side, it didn't say nothing. That side was made for you and me. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is even more, you know, controversial. One bright sunny morning in the shadow of the steeple by the relief office, I saw my people. As they stood hungry, I stood there wondering if this land was made for you and me. Yeah. Sean, yeah. do you realize what you just said? No. Okay. <laughs> and they're so applicable to today's headlines. He was he was railing against a wall mm-hmm. dividing people. Uh-huh. What have we heard in the last few years? Build that wall. Build that uh, wall. Okay. Yeah. Also... You know, Something he, there is that also, doesn't love a wall. Also, uh, yeah. <laughs> Robert Frost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, the, you know, he was standing among his people. Mm-hmm. You know, people who are trying to go to a better place to escape, to escape persecution, violence, murder. We, you know, we demonize those people. Mm-hmm. And I say we as, as a collective culture and society, we tend to the others, the refugees who come here, turn them. He would be the first one saying, you need to welcome them. Mm-hmm. You need to feed them. You know, if anything, uh, yeah, I just can go on and on. You know, <laughs> I find it so, so many parallels between him and what's going on today. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and it's kind of amazing, too, about the history of Guthrie in Oklahoma uh, and his um, acceptance, I guess is a word that you could say, because he was not readily accepted by the majority of the people in this state for quite a long time. In fact, um, I think it's probably only been in the last 20 years that people have recognized the true talent and, uh, you know, seeker and wise person that he was. Yeah, Yeah. you you certainly would never have seen a Guthrie Green, which is a park here in Tulsa, um, back when his time Mm -mm. would have never seen. And I'm not even sure if he would be comfortable with that space if he were alive today. He'd want to... He'd want to, you know. Well, at uh, least it's not private property. Exactly. It's where anyone could come and spread a blanket and, yeah. and pick a guitar, mm-hmm. uh, bring their dog, their kid. And uh, it's a great place to commune, mm-hmm. which is uh, appropriate if it's going to be called Guthrie Green. Yeah. So. So the um, I mentioned earlier the Woody Guthrie poets. There's a woman who uh, she died uh, recently, her name is Dorothy Alexander, and she was a lawyer and a poet and a rabble rouser mm-hmm. and just an all-around wonderful, tough woman who started this tradition of poets in Oklahoma who would have a poetry reading during the festival, and um, so and that's been continuing now for many years. And I've got to do this and participate for many years too. And they have readings in Tulsa at the Woody Guthrie Center at the festival in Okima, and then also at different locations in Oklahoma City. And so you can go and listen to poets who are writing poems in the same vein as as Guthrie's songs. Yes. And one of the poems I want to share that I'm going to read is one that's in the anthology. We have an anthology that came out this year, and it was edited by another wonderful Oklahoma poet named Paul Uhas. And this is my poem that's this i've got three that are in the anthology and this is one of them and it's about a a drugstore calendar that my grandmother used to write on every day you know she'd write a little something yes and that's all it is none of these words are mine okay (laughs) this is a totally plagiarized poem okay all right (laughs) monty jean's drugstore calendar this is where poetry lives doris brought my iron back david pierce started mowing my field Birdie came after her cape. Sleet in Phoenix. Salty ate sandwiches with us. Quit smoking. One year. Made five Easter rabbits out of bleach bottles. First mess of poke greens. Betty and girls stopped about ten minutes. Doris came out. She seemed lost without Jack. Betty and Amos drove her school bus out to see me. First mess of corn. Got home about 4 p.m., a tired turd, Catherine killing chickens. <laughs> you know, each one of those is a complete vignette. Each one is an image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, 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 little, a little scope. In, That's her life a little, right there. It's a, a looking glass back in time, right? Because mm-hmm. I did not know uh, her, obviously, but I, I, I know those images are very familiar. Yeah. Uh, those words are very familiar to me. Yeah, yeah. So that's very – it must be very um, – it seems like it means a lot to you, very emotional. It does. You know. And the theme for the readings this year and for the anthology is taken from a Woody Guthrie song called The Last One. And here are some lines from it. She's upside down, she's broke apart, and getting worse every day. A working man's hand is the hardest card in the whole damn deck to play. So uh, the poems that we submitted yeah. for this had to be something about the working person. The working you man. know, and yeah. 
so I immediately thought about my grandma who worked her whole life in the home. She was a expert seamstress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But Ashana, why why did she write down vivid images on the calendar? I don't know, but I'm glad she did. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Because it is, it is very poetic. Yeah. Well, maybe there was a little bit of the poet in and, her. And I, maybe she wanted to remember these events. Yeah. That they meant something to her. Yeah. You know. And see, and it's interesting because it's not like a diary when people used to write on the drugstore calendars. You know, just one little line in that little square that you have. Even though if she didn't have room, she would write it on on the back, too. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of, it is different. I think most people probably just put the weather. And sometimes she would put the weather, too. Mm-hmm. But to think about what happened to you that day and to write that down without explaining why that was important to you mm-hmm. i mean that's poetic it is poetic because she wrote things like especially this one's about uh the one about mom my mom and my sisters betty and girls stopped about 10 minutes yeah because you can tell there's a little bit of a judgment there <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. yeah but she didn't say mm-hmm. you know she wasn't mm-hmm. she wasn't going to say what she was was mad about there or you know doris which is my aunt came out she seemed lost without Jack. And, it, so, and I yeah. assume that that's an her ex, husband. Ex, or husband maybe having difficulty. Not for long. Having husband for long. <laughs> yeah. So she was concerned. There was there was compassion. There's mm-hmm. fr- there's some frustration on the other entry. And, yeah, yeah. But to me, that's that's the working man. That's the working woman. And the corn and poke salad. And yeah. Uh, first mesa corn. First yeah. mesa poke grains. You know, uh, home homegrown food. You know, was important. You know, yeah. that was sustenance. And she, yeah. um, canned those. Oh man, my mom has really ooh, bad memories of well, poke nasty salad. Poke, poke salad. You got to parboil, otherwise you otherwise you kill yourself. Can you, ma- yeah, but can you imagine? Yeah, I've eating that wilted girl. Ooh, I've never no, seen canned poke. Uh, and and yeah. I come from. I'm the son of a woman who adored poke salad. Yeah, she ate so much she got sick one but time. But she didn't can it. No, no, she parboiled it and cooked it, and it looks sort of like spinach, but it smelled stronger. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like some things that have been canned, but I just can't imagine yeah, eating that, poke that's be a been canned. Kind of soggy green, maybe. Yeah. 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 All right, you ready to play a game? I'm. Um, <laughs> we need we need some intro music. Dun 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 dun. Okay. Well, here let let's uh, toast. Okay. Toast. Yay! Toast okay. To me winning. Yes, we are drinking appropriately for this episode some Oklahoma wine. It is very fruity tangy sweet because it's a raspberry wine raspberry from summerside wine. summerside vineyards out summerside. of tuttle oklahoma yeah Whew. yeah it is and it <laughs> it's is just like sweet juice and strong <laughs> sns okay so what i'm going to do bill is give you the beginning of a quote i'll give you almost all of it of a woody guthrie quote okay all right and then let's see how you, you See, see if my Guthrie gene kicks in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Any fool can make something complicated. It takes a genius to... Make it simple. Yay! Oh, my gosh. He kicked uh, in. I'm on. A, I'm getting grabbing a pin here, so we got to keep keep score. Okay. Uh, of how many you get. You got that one. All right. And you all can play along at yeah, home, too. Right. We'll have a little bit of space there. Play along. Me. Okay. I hate a song that makes you think you're not any good. I hate a song that makes you think you are just born to lose. Yay! Got oh that gosh. one too. That's a no. Oh, that was born to run. That's a Springsteen born to run. <laughs> Anyone who uses more than two chords is just showing off. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! 
I am a Guthrie. Are you cheating over there? No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. Life has got a habit of not standing hitched. You got to ride it like you find it. You got to change with it. If a day goes by that don't change some of your old notions for new ones, that is just about like trying to... Um, Hang up clothes that are already dry. (laughs) You know, that is a wonderful guess because I didn't think you were going to get this one. It's like trying to milk a dead cow. (laughs) (laughs) That was the hardest one. (laughs) That was the hardest one. They're hard to milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this one's a little famous. Left wing, right wing... Uh, middle wing, uh, uh, fly, fly. Uh, oh, um, okay. Uh, it takes both to fly. It takes both to. Uh, I was trying uh, to give you a hint. Uh, flapping my arms. Yeah. Uh, uh, left wing, right wing. Left wing, right Le- wing. Chicken wing. Chicken wing. Chicken wing. <laughs> chicken wing. They'll both taste the same, right? Both wings taste the same. Uh, let's see if you want to learn something just do it listen just listen don't um, it's a good guess practice this one's hard to just steal it steal it (laughs) steal plagiarize it borrow it sample it all right it's a folk singer's job to comfort disturb people and to disturb people and and to disturb it's a folk singer's job to disturb people. No, uh, no. It's a folk singer's job to comfort okay. disturbed people and to disturb... Comfortable people. Yay! Okay. There we go. That reminds me... Disturb them. There's, there's a... Uh, I don't know how long this thing's been around, but the Oklahoma Observer, the, mm-hmm. the newspaper that's um, maybe the finest example of, you know real journalism <laughs> in Oklahoma, their tagline is comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's very similar. Right. Some men, okay, now this one, there's some rhyme. So that one's, this will help you end okay. it. Okay. Right. It's going to rhyme. Some men rob you with the six gun. Others rob you with the. Um, some men rob you with the. With the it's, actually, it's kind of an off rhyme. Six guns with the. Um, it's not an exact rhyme. I just realized. <laughs> some men rob you with the six gun. Some men rob you with, uh, um, uh, probably with the wages they pay. Fountain pen. Fountain pen. Yeah. <laughs> Does that sign the check? They sign uh, the. I'm okay. All right. Panel. You got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a half on okay, that one. one. Half. All right. One half. Okay. Did I say all these? Oh no, there was one more here. I ain't a communist necessarily, but I have been in the. Um, is it a? I'm not a communist necessarily, but I have been in the. I would say red. You got it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> been in the red all my life. All right. You know what? You got you got five and a half out of eight. I think that that means that there's potential for that I might be a Guthrie. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I'll take it. Disturb the comfortable. Yeah. Well, yes. That goes back to that cricket thing, too. Yes. You know, yeah. about that's the crickets are disturbing you because you're comfortable in well, your ignorance of what's really bringing your house down. Because, <laughs> and, and listen to this, Sean, because you know what? Termites are very quiet. Oh, this is But they're the ones tearing your house down. The crickets are over here doing their thing. You think it's them that are 
being destructive simply because it directs your attention. Yes. Meanwhile, we've got termites all over the walls <laughs> chewing things apart. Because we are easily distracted people. Yeah. Whenever I'm mowing and I, cre- I see a little cricket trying to get away from me, oh, I will avoid it. And sometimes I'll pick it up and put it in another, you know, because they're, they're just trying to, to live. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, cricket I'll, don't hurt nobody. I love crickets. Yeah. yeah. Except if there's one when you're trying to sleep. Yeah, or one next your, to your bed. Yeah, that's a little disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I, granted. Saying in his yeah. little life yeah, little away. Little Jimmy, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I read an article that was really cool. It was actually where I found that crickets quote, and it was an old article. It was from 1977 in uh, American Heritage, but you can find it online, and I highly recommend you do. It's really well written. It's called "Just What in the Hell Has Gone Wrong Here Anyhow." Woody Guthrie and the American Dream. It's by Frederick Tur- Turner, uh, AmericanHeritage.com, I think. And so he talks about how he was this, quote, quintessentially American who was almost mystically endowed with profound understanding of the great spirit of this land and whose life and work expressed a fierce and steady devotion to America's promise as a nation. And he goes on in the article to talk about other uh writers who came before him who were looking for the kind of person that he turned out to be, such as Emerson. And Emerson has an essay where he wrote in The Poet where he even imagined we that America needed a singer, needed someone who could grab the popular imagination and uh, share with them their faults and then where they could go from there, you mm-hmm. know, to give them hope, but also to help them see clearly. Mm-hmm. And then Whitman came along after Emerson, and Whitman was kind of that person. I think, uh, I don't know if Woody Guthrie, I haven't read about it, if Woody Guthrie was inspired by Whitman, but I bet mm-hmm. there was there's something yes. of that in there. Um, there's one of my favorite Whitman quotes um, that's in this article, and it's uh, this is it, quote, This is what you shall do. Love the earth and the sun and animals. Despise riches. Give alms to everyone that asks. Stand up for the stupid and crazy. Devote your income and labor to others. Hate tyrants. Argue not concerning God. Have patience and indulgence toward the people. Take off your hat to nothing known or unknown or to any man or numbers of men. Go freely with powerful, uneducated persons and with the young and with the mothers of families. Dismiss whatever insults your own soul and your very flesh shall be a great Mm. Amen. <laughs> that, yes. awesome that is nice. Quote. Yes. It kind yeah. of sums up. I mean, it's, it's it's something he wrote in in prose, but it does sum up a lot of things that he wrote about in his poetry, and I think it really sums up. And as he as the author says in this article, quote, "This is Guthrie to a dot." Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and there and there's something about you know, you know being in a group of people, and let's say that you spread a blanket down, and there are people walking by you, kind of and not glancing, not paying you attention. He's the guy that would throw his blanket down and sit right down there with you mm-hmm. and, and converse with you. And there's something to be said about that, mm-hmm. you know, enjoying yeah. enjoying the enjoying the company of humankind. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And telling them this is one of the uh, songs of his I think is really poetic. It's not that well known. It's called Changing World. Or he says, why are you why are you afraid of life? Why am I afraid to say what I feel and need? Why am I afraid to live a life I'd love? Change the pen and change the ink. Change the way you talk and think. Change the tubes and change the tires. Change the things your heart desires. 
Change your makeup, change your curl. Change the ways of this changing world. Change the ways of this changing world. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think people are attracted to people who are passionate about things, especially those that it w- would uh, benefit everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, he had a lot, he wrote a lot of songs, especially in later life, uh, that were kid songs, fun songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ha- he really did have a sense of humor, Yeah, which is another one of those things that just make him kind of an, an everyman that he could, uh, had such a range in, in his life and his right. um writings uh, another one of his songs that i think is really cute it's called mail myself to you i'm going to wrap myself in paper i'm going to daub myself with glue stick some stamps on top of my head i'm going to mail myself to you i'm going to tie me up in a red string i'm going to tie blue ribbons too i'm going to climb up in my mailbox i'm going to mail myself to you that sounds like you could be it goes a, on. that sounds like you could be a hit country song back yeah. in the day you know what i mean yeah. either a jitterbug or a country swing yeah. Or something. Well, I was with How my is that? I was with my grandgirl last weekend, and we were riding had, from Woolerock, Bartlesville area, back over here to Locust Grove, which was a little over an hour and a half. And um, she was wanting some songs, so you know, I was kind of digging around on my phone trying trying to find some songs. And I, this would have been one that she probably would enjoy. And mail myself to you. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we did the ants go marching oh. one by one. She she loved that one. <laughs> and bingo. And, oh yes. Yeah, oh yes, this old man. Those, mm-hmm. But she'd she'd like me on myself to you. Yes, <laughs> Mem- those will be memories she'll always have. Yeah. You know. So, folks, if you are listening to this when we put it out, or sometime before the weekend's up, uh, great. Think about going out to the Woody Guthrie Festival. If it's later than that when you're listening, no, no problem. We're glad you're here. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're just putting it out there. It's yeah, an option. Yeah, you, know. you could you can plan to go to the festival next year, or um, go on there. I'm not sure if it's on there yet, but on their website, I I bet you can find copies of the anthology, the Woody Guthrie Poets Anthology, and you mm-hmm. can buy that from I've forgotten the name of the press. I'm bad. Um, they can Google it. Or, yeah, I yeah. think you can Google it and find it. It's a really neat book. The, Thanks for being with us. Well, and I, I, I was going to close by saying, words? I yeah. do, I, because I've always had a little bit of, uh, I've always enjoyed my last name. Yes. I've always associated, because I thought I, I, I could have the last name of some of pe- some people that I do not like at all. It can be, mm-hmm. could happen so easily, but I've always been so happy. It's sort of a generic name, but I love it. You know, my mm-hmm. name, my birth certificate is Billy Charles Guthrie, and I've always liked the name, and yeah. I'm just proud to have the same name as Woody. Yeah. So I think that it's just been a cool thing to have all my life. It is cool. Especially my last name is not even, I can't trace that one back because my grandpa was adopted. I mean, I could trace back through his name, Uh which was Bledsoe, which is what my name would be if we... I he see. hadn't been adopted. And interesting. Changed his name. So names are interesting. They are. You know? They are. Right. Right. All right. Thanks again, you guys. Yeah, appreciate we appreciate it. you. Spread the word as always. Right. Bye, guys. Don't a dog a hay. Hey.